65th episode of the West Coast Preps Podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined here by Green Moreland soon. Football came back last weekend. Baseball's back as well. We have some stories up. But before we get into that, I just want to say this to open up. The Golden State Warriors are still the Houston Rockets' daddy. And they always will be. The Rockets have lost 18 straight, Chris. I mean, come on. It, does, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter how good the Rockets are, how bad they are. They're never beating the Warriors. I mean, you're not wrong. They, they're they never going to beat the Warriors. No. Especially you remember Christmas game. last year? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was mean, part of the Warriors' worst the team since, like, 2005 or something like that. And they still couldn't beat them. Yeah, the Warriors were awful last season. They still went on Christmas Day. I don't know how that happened, but that's just the Rockets being the Rockets. They see that Golden State Warriors logo, and they just fold, especially in the big games, right? 27 straight missed threes. What happened with game six or in all the game fives and game six and what was that, 2019 in that Western Conference semifinals? KD, we everyone thinks for a second, ruptured his Achilles. Of course, he did that later in the playoffs and the finals right but well hamstring injury or whatever it was and then listen the Rockets have a chance okay this is their time nope they can't win game five and game six at home and they can't win at home yeah it's the Steph Curry effect everyone says that uh Steph Curry isn't clutch but he's pretty clutch against the Rockets yeah the Rockets are never gonna game that game clinching game it was on my birthday my 21st birthday that was fun fun time yeah, that was, that was a really good night. It felt like the Warriors won the championship that night. Yeah, and obviously they didn't that year. But I'd still like to think they did. They beat Houston, so that's still big enough for me in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was in early part of June that year was not, not very fun. Sad times. Yeah, I, that, that was more that's, sad. That's, that's the base. I miss Clay. Clay needs to come back. Yeah, that, that was more sad than 2016 to me. Yeah. I haven't seen Clay play basketball in like almost two years, and that's not okay. Yeah, and he might not even be ready for opening day next year is what he said. So it's I don't be a little that bit. negativity. I want positivity, Chris. He's going to come back to yeah. the finals this year. The Warriors are not making it to the finals this year. Let's just see the if they can in. Let's just see if they get to the playoffs first. I already GMT guaranteed that they're making the playoffs, so you don't need to worry about that. And then get bounced in the first round or lose those playing games? No. They are going to at least the semis. They're going to end up with, like, the sixth seed. They're probably going to play, like, at Denver or something like that. Somewhere, you know, something like that. And then they'll beat them because Denver is not going to win a playoff series. And then, yeah, they'll make at least the semis. Probably play the Clippers in the second round. And I'm not sure if they can beat the Clippers. But with Jordan Poole playing the way he's been playing since he's come back from the G League, that second score coming off the bench is big time. Draymond, a couple triple-doubles the last couple games. You never know. If Steph gets hot in a playoff series, no one, no one can beat Steph when he's hot. No, but I still don't see the Warriors winning a playoff series this year. They're going to get a seven or eight seed if they even get in. They're going to have to do one of those play-in games. And who knows if they win that? Who knows? It don't, I don't know if the Warriors bench can really handle it. You are very negative about the Warriors. And that's – I've talked about it a hundred times. I'm done talking about it. Warriors fans are the most negative fans in the country. It's awful. 
Y'all are terrible. The most negative fans in the country. Y'all are terrible. Every time the second unit comes in, oh, my God, Steve Kerr this, Steve Kerr that. Why are you playing Jordan Poole? Why are you because he just balled down the G League and he's been balling out ever since he came back? Y'all need to stop. I mean, that second unit is pretty bad, though. Yeah, but you complain about Wanamaker, and then he takes him out and stops playing him, puts in Nico Mannion. Oh, my God, why are you playing this young rookie? Maybe because you guys complain because you guys don't develop rookies. Like, figure it out. You'll just complain to complain. You don't actually care. You just want to complain about Steve Kerr. Oh, my God. You know, he didn't I like win Steve seven Kerr. games this year. He's terrible. He's trash. Why are you not winning 60-plus games? Like, come on. You know how much cap salary dead money they have right now? Their second-best player is out with the torn Achilles. What do you want? What do you want? Like, come on. I, I, I would rather have – I'd rather have some better signings and draft picks from the front office. That's not on Steve Kerr, but some of these signings picks haven't exactly been slam dunks. Who? Jordan Poole's play, played pretty well, so I don't want to hear about Jordan Poole being a bust right played now. Played pretty well for, what, a week and a half? He's I need to see more consistency out of that. Yeah, you need to see more consistency out of a first-rounder eventually, right? It's it's a matter of – He's 20. How, He's a late how is he first gonna rounder but, but do the Warriors know how they actually want to use him? That's the thing. We I don't, don't know how the Warriors He knows what he plan wants to how to be used. He's 20. I, He's younger than you, Chris. Get out of here. Like, just stop. The Warriors, the Warriors have missed on some picks in recent years. Also, you can oh, say that. Evans, oh, my God. Go through the whole league. See how many picks they've missed, too. It's a, it's a coin flip every year. Especially if you're drafting late in the first but, or in the second. But we can't we, we can't make excuses for scouts and teams when that's their jobs. That is literally their job to scout players, scout talent, and see how a guy fits. It's not just they. It could be a coin flip in some senses, True. but that's on them. That's that's their, that's what they're getting paid to do. You're scouting eighteen year olds though. Yeah, but so to do. You don't know how they're going to develop. How their work ethic is going to change in the next four years. I know. I remember you as eighteen. You didn't do nothing. I remember you in high school. Don't even. I did nothing in the classroom. You didn't do nothing ever. The classroom. It's their jobs, man. It's their jobs. They get paid to do it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make excuses for GMs and these executives that get paid millions of dollars to scout when it's their job. I'm not making excuses for people like that. That's not how it works. You are too critical. On the side, it goes dead. You're in, a, you're in a position of power, people are going to be critical of you. That's what goes with the business. I agree, but you're too critical. The goalpost moves, it's over here, and then it's over here, and it's over here, and it's over here, up, down, side, side, sideways. I mean, come on, figure it out. I don't like Brad Wanamaker. Okay, it's fine, we'll stop playing him. I don't like Nico Mannion. What do you want? You want him to go sign Terry Rozier? They don't, they can't afford him. I like Terry Rozier. Let's get Terry Rozier as a warrior. <laughs> I'm about to end this podcast before you even start talking about anything. Greg's upset. Greg's upset. He's too much of a Steve Moreland tune is at it again. Your your Jackson 5's picks are going to be terrible this week. I already know. I don't know what they are, but they're going to be terrible. Didn't the Jackson 5 beat the GMT guarantee last week? Yeah, because I go out on limbs. I make you know picks that I think could be like difficult 
You just pick, you know, easy wins. Hey, I was wrong on one pick. You see, I admit when I make wrong picks, you make excuses. I make I don't make excuses. I was wrong. I thought Freedom was going to win the game. They didn't win the game. They were close. It was a great game, but they didn't win the game. Monta Vista, I no. thought they were going to pull it out. They almost did. Both of my games came down to last-second possessions. And, they and again, I'm, I am going to reemphasize that Matt Rusty, I will run a brick wall, run through a brick wall for that guy. Yeah. I will reemphasize that in this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I would too, but it doesn't help my GMT guarantee. No, your GMT guarantee lost, and you're behind right now. But before you do football, Greg, it's time for baseball. You saw a couple of baseball games this week. You saw Pittsburgh against Freedom, a 10-to-win. 10 to 1 win, I should say, for the Pittsburgh Pirates and then Granada at San Ramon Valley. Granada won 6 to 1. Just give me some takeaways and recaps from those games. Yeah, both games were really good. Um, obviously, Pittsburgh and Granada, their pitching was dominant and their offense was dominant, as you can see in the final score. Both teams made a couple mistakes here and there, as a lot of teams have these early season struggles. I know Granada just finished their tryouts um, earlier this week, actually. So it's been a whirlwind of a season for them to try and get everything going. But it was it was a lot of fun to be back out on the field um, to see baseball being played. Morano, who was committed to Arizona, he's the pitcher for Granada, started yesterday, looked dominant. Ty Clappin came in and looked dominant again. Um, same thing with James Murray for Pittsburgh. He came into that game and absolutely dominated. Um, went three innings without giving up a hit until the fourth inning. But... Pittsburgh and Granada are good. Pittsburgh looked really good. The offense, they played small ball, they played smart, and then they could also drive the ball um, deep into the outfield. But it's going to be a fun season. I'm excited to go back out and see some more games as we're going to continue to be doing baseball coverage as the season rolls on. Um, schedules are all very different this year. Everyone seems to be playing series, as I know Granada is playing San Ramon Valley on Friday, and then they'll move to three game series later on in the season. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be different. You know, usually you're playing different opponents every single game, but having this actual baseball series for the baseball season this year is going to be a little different, um, you know, different strategies maybe, and you can see the same team a couple of times in a row. So it's going to be a lot of fun this year. I like that though, too. I think that's more of a chess match. And I think for a lot of these guys, especially the Bay area with the baseball talent we have, I think it's going to help prepare a lot of these guys for the college. Right. And, Pretty much unless you have maybe the Tuesday or Wednesday midweek game every once in a while. For the most part, it's still going to be a midweek series, two games, a weekend series for three. And I think it's honestly a good learning experience for a lot of these kids once they go off to the next level to Division One, Division Two, et cetera. And I think for coaches, it's more of a new and fun challenge, just that series, because it's Granada did win Wednesday, right? But let's see what San Ramon Valley dials up. Let's see what adjustments they make in the lineup, what things they make up with fielding whatever it is strategy wise and maybe strategically they come out on top this time against Granada on Friday and kind of even up that series one-to-one but it's going to be fun to see how these series work I know some other states do do that I know Texas does have series for high school baseball so it's interesting to see California and maybe heck maybe it sticks around in the future maybe they determine they really like this now the NBA when you've had series right just with COVID and traveling you're trying to limit travel and these tough back-to-backs I know some people talked about they really liked it maybe that sticks around maybe with high school baseball series stick around too we'll have to wait and see but it's a new strategy and thing I like 
And we'll find out over the next few months if maybe talks between people and coaches, athletic directors and commissioners that this might be an idea they want to keep going forward. Of course, it's very new, right? So we don't know after one or two games, but as the months go on, we'll see how this process really works out. Yeah. And I, like you said, I think the strategy involved, I think coaches are going to like it. Um, I think kids are also, and athletes are going to like it just because, you know, usually you have to wait, you know, a month and a half to go see that team again. If you get that close loss, you can come back the next, after the next couple of days and try and revenge it. Um, you know, you have the, the series in terms of pitching, you know, do I want to use this pitcher today because I want to save them for the next day because I don't want them to have see them twice in a row and, all these sort of things. So the strategy involved in it, it feels a little bit more like an actual baseball season as well. You know, having that, those different strategies come out. So it'll be exciting. It'll be fun, different, like you said, and who knows, maybe it'll be uh, a new normal for us. It might be. There's a lot of things we're learning with this summer, the last year, these last 12 months since everything kind of changed and took a complete 360 or maybe even a 720 last March and early mid-March. But We'll see. Check out Greg's recaps, photo galleries from those games at westcoastpreps.com. We have a lot of practice galleries up to westcoastpreps.com. Recaps, feature stories, everything's up there as well. Team rankings after the week. I know our game of the week voting wrapped up on the site yesterday on Thursday. So just stay tuned for our game of the week and what games will be at this weekend. But I can tell you it will be everywhere. And now it's time to get into some football. There's some really 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 big games and I can't emphasize that enough how big these games are in the Bay Area this weekend and Friday night one first ones number two Sarah at number four Valley Christian a battle of some of the best teams in Bay Area and all of California Valley Christian 11 wins last season a CCS runner up to Sarah actually Sarah both times once 10 to nothing and then in the CCS championship game, 17 to nothing before Sarah won the NorCal championship and then was a runner up at the state level. This is going to be a good one. I know that everyone's excited for this one. And I know there's a lot of talent on this field for this game. You just look at it for Sarah. They've got the junior quarterback, Dominic Lampkin. He's got some division one offers, Fresno State, Illinois State. Last year, he came in as a starter as a sophomore after the starter, Dalen McLemore, who's now Arizona State as a quarterback on the roster, got hurt, season-ending injury, but Dominic Lampkin last season, 750 passing yards, 448 rushing yards, helped Sarah get to the state championship game. Sarah's also got Hassan Mahasin. He's got a lot of FBS offers really rolling in, a great athlete. He's got 434 rushing yards last year, five touchdowns, had the 292 receiving yards, and you've got the Louisville tight end signing Christian Peterson, You've got the running back coming back, Vince Pony, their leading rusher from last season, 489 yards. You've got Finn Williams defensively, Eric Myers defensively. Sarah's got talent across the board, a great head coach and Patrick Wallace, but Valley Christian, also a great head coach of its own, and Mike Machado. And they've got an incredible roster of kids as well. They do, and headlining it, and we've talked about him a lot on this show already, sophomore Jerry on Dickey, top 100 prospect who continues to add Power 5 offers. He had 541 receiving yards as a freshman in that run-heavy offense. Very impressive, and I'm excited to see what he does in this sophomore season. And then go on the defensive side for a little bit. You have linebackers William Cuddy and Dominic Oliver. William Cuddy had 116 tackles 
last year and also 18 and a half tackles for a loss, which are insane numbers, especially in high school season. And then Dominic Oliver, San Diego State bound, but he also had 62 tackles and 52 tackles for lost himself. And then you have the Lafayette signee, Tyler Roberts, tight end. Valley Christian also has a ton of talent. And that is the reason that Sarah and Valley Christian are ranked number two and number four, respectively. It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be back and forth, I'm assuming. I think it's going to be a close game this year. Um, it's it's interesting that this is a week one matchup. You know, this is essentially what we've already predicted earlier on in the season. This is probably going to predict who wins the WCAL this year. So it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be high intensity. The first game for both of these teams. I know they both scrimmaged last week, but the first actual game this season for both of these teams. So it's going to be going to be close. Going to be a lot of fun and one to watch for. It is, and we'll get into predictions for these games here coming up later in the podcast. You can also find those predictions and picks on Friday at westcoastpreps.com for each of us for these game picks. But the next one, you've got number three, Pittsburgh opening up its season. BVAL play against Freedom. Freedom had that crazy game against Campolono. Greg was last weekend. Almost be one of the top teams in the Bay Area team in Camp Lindo that won NCS titles over the last few years, been to state championship games, a heck of a program. I can't read them, almost won that game. Freedoms, you saw what they did last week, right? A great game, almost came away with that victory, but they've got Vince Nunley. You've got him going two ways, the 80 yards last week, receiving a nine catches. He's going to be playing the University of Washington as a defensive back. You've got Tyler Lapolo. The safety last week, he also had a big game. He had the 26 rushing yards, too. De Niro Killian, he's going to be playing college ball as a receiver. He had a couple of catches. You've got Les Callen, the quarterback, a junior. I know we've spoken about him before as well. Freedom's got some guys. Freedom's really bounced back on the last year. 3-1 season. Just a rare down year at Freedom because the year before in 2018, they went to an NCS championship game before losing to Santa Monica Valley. But, you know, just sometimes in high school sports, right, it's Sometimes you just retool for a year or two, and that's the way it goes. It's not just like at the college game or just things like that where you're Alabama or you're at Tennessee or Stanford, Oregon, wherever it is, and you can just recruit talent every single year at just high school. Sometimes that's the way it goes. You have a very young roster, not a lot of experience. I know Freedom was, has been changing schemes. They've got a really good scheme this year. They're very big fans of with their coordinators and their assistants and this coaching staff. I know Andrew Cotter is very excited about that, but Freedom's really – Made a big jump this season, and then they've got to play a really good team in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Freedom, definitely on the rise. I like their team. They looked really good last Friday night, and I expect them to have a good season and have already played one great game. But like you said, they're going up against Pittsburgh, the 2019 Bay Valley Athletic League or champions, I should say and they are loaded. We've talked about Pittsburgh. I've talked about Pittsburgh and what's going to happen in the next upcoming years with them and De La Salle. But it's true. They have, have a loaded roster. You know, you go with the likes of Jaden Rashada and Eli Brickhand, the right quarterback. That quarterback room already is insane, as we've seen Jaden Rashada add offer after offer the last few weeks as well. Eli has added a couple of Division One offers over the last couple months as well. And then you have Rasheed Williams, who has tons of Power 5 offers, and also top 100 prospect in that 2023 class. The list goes on and on. Will Stallings Jr., who also has added a few offers in the last month or so. 
So the list goes on and on and on with Pittsburgh. And all you can really say about Pittsburgh is they're loaded and they have all are primed to go 5-0 and this season, as they told me when I went to a practice there a couple weeks ago. And they're, look, they're already and chomping at the bit to get on the field this season. Yes, they are. That should be a fun game up there in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's obviously very excited again. They've got a lot of talent, but you mentioned those quarterbacks. Who do you think starts a quarterback Friday night? I'm sure both guys are going to see plenty of time this year, but who do you think gets opening nod for the Pirates? I think with the, the way this season is going, um, only being five games for Pittsburgh this year, I think they're going to give the nod to the senior, um, show him some love for all the hard work that he's been able to put in over the last 15 months since they've been able to actually play a foot, high school football game. So I'm going to say Eli Brickhander is going to get that first uh, first drive of the day, first drive of the game, I should say, on Friday night. Yeah, Eli's really got that senior leadership, that mold. I know he's also been at Pittsburgh longer than Jaden Rashada, right? Eli Brickhander went to Pittsburgh last spring for that second semester, moved there from Whitney High School in Rockland. Jaden didn't get there until the fall, a little more time to just adjust, acclimate, build that rapport. Of course, Jaden. He's got that with all these kids too, but I think Eli will get the starting nod, but Jaden's going to see plenty of snaps and they're both going to pick up our defenses for the rest of their careers. I know Eli's going to be probably going division one. He's got a few offers, Prescott San Diego, Jaden Rashada's got more division one offers just this week alone. He's added Fresno state. He's added Washington state. So it's going to be fun to see what goes on in that game, but another BVAL game we've got, we've got Antioch against Liberty. Greg was actually just at Antioch's practice the other day. We just featured Cameron Wright on the website of westcoastpreps.com, the linebacker and running back. But this is going to be a fun game. I know Liberty's got that new era under Matt Hafes. A lot of young guys kind of rolling up through the program. Antioch's really excited for this season as well. But both teams still have some players. I know you could say Liberty's young, but I know they've got some guys they're very excited about. Antioch's got some guys really coming up through the program. And Antioch, when they spoke to Greg this week too, they said they really want to come back on top with a BVAL and contend with Pittsburgh and some of these top dogs and really make a name for themselves again. Because Antioch, these last five, six years, that football program has really grown and they're ready to get back to where they've been. Yeah, and Antioch, they are really hungry. Um, they called us out on Twitter last Sunday. It was a lot of fun and, and we enjoyed that. You know, I actually respect them calling us out and saying, you know, you need to cover us more. And, I, and we were out there on Monday. Jalen Weaver... Dude is an absolute beast and a monster. I don't even know. How, he's got to be like 6'8 or something like that. I felt, felt like he was towering over me, and I'm 6'4". So Nebraska signee, I'm excited to see what he does this season. And then Cameron Wright, linebacker and running back, having lots of talks with Laney College. Um, like you said, his story is up on westcoastpreps.com right now. But they're hungry. I think they're a talented team. They have a lot of kids that are multi-sport athletes um, that play basketball, baseball, and football. And they are a young team, though, as well. I think they got a lot of guys that are up and coming, and Antioch's program is up and coming against another Liberty program that's up and coming. Yeah, you look at it, the BVAL, so much young talent coming across that league, right? This race for the next few years is going to be fun because Pittsburgh, we've spoken about their 2023 class, how loaded it is. Liberty's got a lot of freshmen, sophomores, and juniors coming up through the program. Antioch does to Heritage. We just saw what Devin Rivers did, right, last week. 267 rushing yards on the 20 carries for athlete of the week. A lot of these programs are seeing some great talent coming through freedom. Same thing there as well. It's going to be fun to see what Les Callum does as a quarterback. 
these next couple of years too, but this should be a fun game there between Antioch and Liberty. We'll pick that game in a little bit. You've got another top 25 matchup between number seven, Menlo Atherton, and number 16, Halfman Bay. Halfman Bay, they've got their back, William Moffat coming back. They're coming off a 19 to 10 win over Berlin game last week. Son Hoffman, over 100 tackles, over 1,200 rushing yards, averaged 35 and a half yards per punt as a junior. He's been on varsity since a freshman. He's actually going to Puget Sound. His story also, westcoastpreps.com. Check it out. His brother's a college player at Pacific. And now Tristan's going to be playing in the same conference as his brother, and they'll be squaring off for one year before Tristan's brother, Chase, graduates from Pacific next season. Halfman Bay's got some talent coming back there. 1-0 and Menlo Atherton opening up this season. Menlo Atherton secondary. You've got Jaden Stanley going to UC Davis. You've got the junior Jeremiah Irby. You've got the senior Amario McCoy. He's back in football after taking a few years off. I know some colleges are interested in him. But you look up and down this roster, Jalen Moss, that receiver, the 500-plus receiving yards, nine touchdowns as a sophomore on varsity. Since a freshman, actually was on their state championship team there in 2018. He's got the Arizona State, Colorado State, Fresno State, Nebraska, New Mexico, Oregon, Oregon State, and UNLV offers. And they've got some quarterbacks, and they've also got a running back, a really good athlete in the backfield that they're excited about. They are. Like you mentioned, they got a couple quarterbacks, senior quarterback Matt McLeod, but nearly 1,900 passing yards, 19 touchdowns, and only two interceptions with the ball. Very efficient with the ball. And then you have quarterback Raymond Price as well. Another good quarterback room in the Bay Area, as we've seen a lot of those out here lately. And you mentioned the junior running back, Thomas Tapui, 509 rushing yards and five touchdowns. And he also has an offer from Arizona State. So a great team. It's going to be another great game. We've talked a lot about Menlo Atherton's secondary, um, that, that back seven. I'm sorry, the back five um, guys that they have back there, the safeties, cornerbacks that they have is absolutely, as a quarterback, I, I'm not sure what I would do because they are ball hawks and they're great at attacking the ball. So Half Moon Bay is going to have their work cut out for them, but also a very talented team as we have the number seven and the number 16 teams in the top 25 rankings by West Coast Preps. Facing off this week, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've gone over a lot of great games this week, and it's going to be a very big weekend as just about every team is going to be playing this week. As compared to last week, we had you know a few spread out here and there. Football is officially back as all these teams are going to get their season started now. Yes, it is. And then you move over to the Saturday games. You've got a top 25 matchup in the East Athletic League, the Valley Division. Number 24, Livermore, fresh off its win at Foothill last weekend, 14 to 13 to open up the season against number 18, Amor Valley, who opens up its season this week. Livermore, Dominic Alwamani, 79 rushing yards, 11 carries in that win last week. You've got the quarterback, Sean Smith, the senior, the Lewis and Clark and Whittier offers a winner and competitor in every sense of those words. You've got the senior tight end, Matthew Pulaski. He's got some offers. He had nearly 500 receiving yards last season. You've got the senior athlete, Eli Nuttleman, but 28 and a half tackles for loss as a junior. And you saw Livermore's freshman and JV teams last year each only lost one game. There, what's happening in that program under Coach Wade. And then Amador Valley, too, has got talent. They're excited about their quarterback, Brendan O'Sullivan, who's looking to play college baseball, playing baseball at the next level. You've got the running back, the athlete, Eric Hunter the has got some offers, over 800 rushing yards last year. After he moved to running back about midway through that season, he was a receiver, moved over. You've got 
some linebackers. You've got Spencer Oxy and Spencer Scranton who are going to be playing at the next level. You've got Matthew Halgrimson, Hayden Roberts on the line. You've got Josh Heverly, the two-way star, four picks, over 700 receiving yards last year going to the University of San Diego. You've got Gabe Solo who moved in Amador this season who's got a lot of talent. He's got some offers too. So Amador Valley loaded. Livermore's loaded. I know both teams are pretty much the top dogs are now to win the Valley Division. So it's going to be fun to see how this matchup shakes out. Maybe this matchup right here determines the champion already for that league. But of course, there's a lot more games to see with these two teams, top 25 teams for a reason. We'll see how that one shakes out. Then you've got number eight, San Ramon Valley at home against Bishop O'Dowd. And Greg was able to see San Ramon Valley there last week in that crazy win at Los Lomas. Yeah, San Ramon Valley played well last week. Zadarian Nardi in his first varsity game with San Ramon Valley had 100 yards and two touchdowns on just 11 carries, had a few catches as well as he added 30 yards to the air. Jack Quigley, can't say enough about this guy. He has performed every time he stepped on the field and every time we've had a chance to see him. Had five carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown rushing, and then you go to his passing attack, 305 yards and two touchdowns. And then he also told me after the game that he didn't feel like he played very well and has a lot to improve on. So when you have a total of 385 yards and three touchdowns and you have a lot to improve, big things are coming for Jack Quigley. And I know, Chris, you're going to get into him a little bit later on, as we've talked about. But his receiving core is absolutely ridiculous. Caden Ridley, four catches, 89 yards, two touchdowns. You had Tyler Hoffman, who had a couple catches for 21 yards. You have J.P. Murphy, the incredible athlete who had three catches for 59 yards. And then Caleb Bridget, who went over 100 yards with 106 on just six catches. That offense is scary. Uh, the defense also ball hockey and forcing turnovers last week. So this San Ramon Valley team is good. And Bishop O'Dowd is going to have their hands full with this offense. And Bishop O'Dowd first official game under David Perry take over for Napoleon Kaufman David Perry's got a lot of guys that he's amped up to get there on this field they've got their senior quarterback Jesse Madden actually from Pleasanton the Madden football bloodlines he's got a preferred walk-on offer from Michigan they've got their senior athlete Harrison Jenkins who's going to play at Lehigh next year they've got their kicker one of the best in the country with four offers Gabriel Placencia Adam State Arizona Christian Iowa Westland and Pacific They've got their senior lineman, Matthew Shaddle, going to Southern next year. They've also got Ben Martin, who's got some college offers. So Bishop O'Dowd is a team to not sleep on this year and for years to come because of the talent. They've got rolling through that program. This coach they've got under David Perry, that culture. I know all the players love David Perry. They love what he's done with that program since he first took over and what he's done on campus to get this team really heavily involved. So that's going to be a great game to see. And now it's time for some game picks. And some of our predictions will start off. The Jackson 5 last week was 4-1. and one. The only one that was wrong, I had Brady Hutchinson winning Athlete of the Week. But instead, Devin Rivers, and there's a big reason why he did, the 267 rushing yard, the 207 yards in that first half alone. Brady did have that big game, still over 300 yards against Monta Vista. But Devin Rivers had one of the best games you'll see from a sophomore pretty much ever. At that rate, their second most rushing yard in school history. But the ones I had right last week was the Akalani's over Monta Vista and that really, really gutsy performance from the Mustangs almost coming to Akalani's with just over 20 kids and getting the win. I had Santa Monte Valley over Los Lomas, the Campbell over Freedom, the Heritage over Granada. But this week now, some Jackson 5 picks. 
my athlete of the week pick, Jack Quigley, after 385 yards last week and saying he wasn't content with that performance, I think he's going to come out and just be a monster. He's going to shine. He's going to be the athlete of the week this week. I know he was athlete of the week once already from his performance at the Winter Circle Athletic Queens League with Cal Strength in the club football scene. He's going to have another big game and some other picks. Menlo Atherton over Half Moon Bay by a couple of scores. Antioch's going to beat Liberty in a really good game. At home, Amador Valley's going to beat Livermore by a touchdown with Eric Hunter rushing for more than 100 yards to start off his senior season. And then San Ramon Valley is going to score big again offensively to beat Bishop Bodout and improve to 2-0. I think they're all fairly good picks. Can't go wrong with most of your picks, I would say. Jack Quigley, safe pick. I think he's going to have another big game. I'm not going to pick him as my athlete of the week, though, this week. I got someone else in mind for my athlete of the week. But once again, I feel like you have a couple safe picks in here. You know, I really want you to go out on a limb, as I see you didn't pick Valley Christian versus Sarah. So I see you're avoiding the tough games. And oh, that, 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 pick, that pick's going to be on the website to fill in our story. So people got to see that. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, when on the podcast talking about it, but it, it's fine. Sarah, Sarah, but Sarah will beat Valley Christian. Oh, okay, so there you go. At least now. I will say that. All right. At least yeah, Sarah will. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Now it's the Jackson Six, apparently. It's no longer the Jackson Five. But it is what it is. I'm going to agree with you on a couple picks here. I have MA over Half Moon Bay. I think it's going to be a little closer than two scores, but I do have MA winning that one. I do have Antioch over Liberty in a very close game. And then. I'm going to disagree with you on this one here. I think Livermore is going to come out and beat Amador Valley, but I do think it's going to be a one-score game, and it's going to come down to the final drive, just like Livermore uh, won last week's game on one of the final possessions as Sean led them down the field. So I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I'm going to disagree with you on the Valley christian Sarah game. I think Valley Christian is going to pull that one out, and that leads me to my Athlete of the Week prediction. I think Jerry on Dickey is going to be the reason Valley Christian wins that game. And for that, I think he's going to win after the week this week. And I'm pretty confident in that in that pick. I I don't think I can uh, go wrong with putting putting myself on Jerry on. You know, he's, he's reliable, I think, in terms of that. And now I'm going to make one more pick because I feel like, you know, I got to make up some ground here as well on you as – after my uh, poor first week of the GMT guarantees, I'm going to pick Pittsburgh over Freedom. Safe pick. Wow. You know, you're over here picking some safe picks as well. So I, I, I don't really want to hear it. I picked, I picked some barn burners. I picked Livermore, Antioch, Liberty. I think a lot of people would actually pick Liberty to win that game too. I'm going to Antioch in that one. Well, we both picked Antioch, so. So we're, I guess we're the only two people that have so far. We're the only two people that have. Are you calling Antioch out or something like that? Are you saying Antioch's a not, No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I think people, no, I think sleeping on Antioch. Okay. That's what I think. I agree. I went to that practice. I think they have a lot of talent on that football field, and that's why I'm picking Antioch. I also like how they call this out on Twitter a day before we are actually supposed to go to practice. That was perfect timing, guys. I like that. You guys are smart. The coach said, if you guys are going to call them out, you better go out there and perform. So I'm expecting them to, to call, uh, to come out and come out and ball this week. Yeah, and if, if you guys win that game, take some photos of yourselves together, 
send it to us, tweet at us. We'll have some fun with it. We'll repost that. Yeah. Freezing so cold take. You can send it to them too. Because yeah. Go know. ahead. But I I think there's a good slate of games this week. Obviously, you know, this is one of just few of just the many games that are going on this week. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna take one more prediction as well. <clears throat> I don't even know why you're laughing. You don't even know what I'm talking about. We haven't mentioned you just that keep, at all. You just, keep, you just keep adding things. You're trying to make up ground, so you just keep adding things. No, but this one's going out on a limb because this team has struggled, to say the least, over the last few years. But under a new regime, Dion, the head coach at South City, San Francisco, is going to lead this team onto the football field on Saturday night. They're going to score some points, probably more points than they have scored in the last two seasons combined. And they're going to win a football game. They're playing Woodside too. That should be a fun game. It will be a very fun game. And I think South City football. I'm putting that in my dream to guarantee South City, San Francisco is going to beat Woodside. Well, we're now tagging Dion in this podcast tweet, confirm. Yeah, well, we already know he, he's driving to work listening to it right now anyway. So. Oh, he always does. Dion always does. He loves it. We, we appreciate you, Dion. Yeah, appreciate his nice tweet at us the other day too, but. Greg, anything else you want to add before we wrap this thing up and get ready for this big weekend of games? All I got is the Jackson 5 is trash, GMT, guarantee. Way better than the Jackson 5. The Jackson 5 just beat you last week. Well, you couldn't even make your own graphic. You, you made the GMT guarantee make your graphic. So just for that alone, the GMT. So the, Jack, the Jackson 5 is blue collar and doesn't need graphics. Just goes out of brings its lunch bill to work. Or it's boring. That's what that's what I would call it. I'd call no, it. we're just we're we're blue collar, grind it out, kind of kind of style. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, Stop. we're we're yeah we're like the old Chicago Bears teams that actually used to be good and went to the Super Bowls. If you're comparing yourself to the Bears, then you're not very good. I'm saying the good the good Bears teams. Yeah, but it's the still good. The that yeah, the Bears are bad now, well, but they're better. Than, is it's the Patriots. That, the, the Bears are better than the Raiders. Can we also talk about the Raiders and what they're doing? Yeah, why it really talking about that? It doesn't really make any sense. Gruden got a third-round pick for a center that asked to be released, and y'all are complaining again? He Have you seen the Raiders? They're getting, they're getting rid of their whole offensive line for nothing. I mean, the Patriots will take it. Can we talk about the Patriots real quick and how amazing Bill Belichick is at maneuvering the cast base? He's still... You know how many signings he's made this year? He still has twenty million in cap space. Still, and they're he ain't done. They're still going. Maybe the first round of the playoffs. Wow, is that your Jackson Five pick right now that they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah. You know what, Super Cam? He's got a full off season. He's coming back. Y'all can keep Hayden. Y'all can keep Doubting. You you literally trashed on him. Literally, we did this podcast in the fall. You trashed on Cam Newton. I don't think so. I think yes, that's you did. I think that's a lot. That you're lying. That is complete fact. You know, you can go through the archives and go look at all of our old podcasts. You know, through episodes ten through twenty or something like that, and you can figure out what I said about Cam Newton because I think I've said nothing but praise for Cam Newton. That's a lie, and and you know we're ending it at Greg's lie. That'll do it for the 65th episode of the West Coast Preps podcast. You can, you can subscribe to our YouTube page. You can follow all of our work and game updates at West Coast Preps underscore and follow all of our feature stories, game recaps, 
rankings, photo galleries, and everything else. Of West Coast and not press sound, sound. I'm gone. I'm gone. So long. I'm gone. So long. I'm gone. Yeah. yeah.